Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Wednesday. Well, we've got the show of shows for you. We're not going to let you down. We've got some great guests. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? 
It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick House Nutrition and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. As you all know, we've got debate coverage all week long, just discussing the candidates, the polling, how everything's going. But the most important thing is that our very first guest tonight is someone who is one of our favorite guests on this program. We love having her on, and I know she's going to have a lot of good input tonight. She is former gubernatorial candidate for governor in Arizona, Carrie Lake. Thank you so much. It's so good to be with you, Amanda and John. And I agree, Waukesha is one of the great towns in Wisconsin. I spent a lot of time here as a kid. Of course, I grew up in Iowa, but my parents are both from Wisconsin. And so every summer I spent um, at least two weeks in beautiful Wisconsin. And the people are incredible. You guys are amazing. Yes, yes. We were driving around a few nights ago, and I told our producer, I was like, this is, this is somewhere I could see myself ending up. But let's get to the topic. <laughs> the winters are a little harsh, Amanda. I, yeah. But I married a guy from Winnipeg, and it can't be that oh, bad. Oh, so you can handle it then. Um, I want to get to the story of the day, though. Tonight, those eight folks that are going to be on the stage tonight, what do you expect what do you expect the personalities to be? Do you expect it to be more fun and upbeat, or do you think they will be very serious on policy? What do you expect? Well, I'll tell you what I think they should do. I don't know what to expect. We'll find out yeah. tonight. I think that they should come out truly and um, immediately speak about President Trump yes. and how what's happening is a witch hunt. It's unacceptable that our government has been um, weaponized against him. And it's, it's the most egregious case of election interference we've ever seen in our country. And I think they need to stick up for President Trump. Many of them spoke positive about his policies until they right. decided to run. And I don't think they should be attacking him. I think that would be a, a very bad mistake. Mm. Um, I hope what they do is talk about what they want to do for America. I don't think any of them have a shot. I mean, President Trump is up. I think I saw 54 points in yeah. the last polling mm-hmm. uh, average. Yeah. This is... Um, There's no way to close that gap. And so I really believe that they should speak up for President Trump, speak out against what's happening in Washington, D.C. and these other municipalities where Biden's cronies are weaponizing their either state government, local government or federal government to go after the man that America wants to see as our next president. It's really remarkable. We've been here at Daddy's for a few days now here in Waukesha. And when you talk to the patrons, when you get out in the street, it's the economy, the economy, the economy. That's People right, really right. feel Bidenomics. The president just did a victory tour of Bidenomics. It clearly did not work. How important is it for Republicans to just start focusing entirely on Joe Biden, not have this sort of long, drawn-out uh, debate? President Trump's been talking about this. Yeah. He's ready to move on to the general election and having this, you know, it's really a sideshow because it's not serious. These these guys are not serious candidates. They don't have a shot to win. It's draining resources that we Republicans really need to put into the yeah. general election and start going after Joe Biden. There's a lot to go after him on. I mean, obviously, his handling of, of crises like what happened in, in Hawaii was despicable, his behavior, his reaction to that, um, the lack of help for those people. The economy, his economic plan has been nothing short of a disaster. It's 
$700 more a month to live in Joe Biden's economy. Families aren't getting $700 a month raises. And they are heavily using their credit cards if they have them. Mm -hmm. They're maxing out credit cards to make ends meet. They're struggling right now. Mm -hmm. And they know that Joe Biden doesn't have a plan, but President Trump does. His Agenda 47 is the most exceptional, transformative policy I've ever seen. You go to his website, and he's got policy, Agenda 47, and he's got a solution to all the problems yeah. Joe Biden has gotten this country into and gotten us into. Right. President Trump has a solution to get us out of it, get us back on steady ground. These other guys, you go to some of their web, websites, you just see a donate button. Right. There's no policy. Yeah. President Trump has the plan. We know he can do it because he's already done it. We had the lowest unemployment. Every uh, by every measure, people were doing better. Our four hundred one ks were doing great. No matter where you're from, what your skin color, what your education level, you were doing better, much better under President Trump. And I think America wants to get back to that. I think so too. And I think Maui was a disaster for Biden. I mean, you choose one of these fingers, and there was one of these four fingers that people were showing to Biden when he landed (laughs) on the ground there. And it was yeah, it was it was pretty. And and a blue state. I know. Yeah. Meantime, when President Trump comes to town, you see people with American flags. Oh, yeah. With Trump signs. um, And they love him. And so what the fake news has been doing is an eight year smear campaign to try to make people think that Americans don't love President Trump. When, in fact, we do love him because we know he loves our country. And Joe Biden has been the biggest disaster. I call him the worst president in the history of this country. Mm -hmm. And there's just no other way around it. I can't think of anybody else who's done more damage to this country. I think so too. And and it's so scary to see these indictments coming down against a president, um, especially in Georgia, you know, for just asking questions about the election. And you are in a similar situation. You just filed to dismiss a lawsuit against you for defamation. And it seems that there is this overarching theme where we are getting to a place where if you think about questioning an election, if you if you are dubious about the results, that you have to consider whether you want want to be charged. They're con- trying to control our words and even our thoughts. I mean, I think about the, the man who was praying near an abortion clinic yeah. right. and they arrest right. him for, what he, for praying silently. I mean, this is crazy stuff we're in. And that President Trump can't speak out. They're, they're basically saying no intimidating the witnesses. Well, how would he appear on a debate stage next to somebody like that's, Mike Pence? That's a great right. point. Who yeah. may become a witness in the case. Yeah. If he were to criticize Mike Pence, they could say you intimidated a witness. Right. They want to lock him up. And we're not going to let them do that. But in our case, uh, we have an election official suing me for speaking truth about the election and trying to stop us with a defamation case. And I think it would be incredibly dangerous for our First Amendment. Can you imagine not being able to, as a citizen, stand at a podium and criticize your elected officials on anything pertaining to the government without fear of being hit with a defamation lawsuit? I think the judges in Arizona will do the right thing on this case and make sure that freedom of speech and our First Amendment is able to thrive. Yeah, so. yeah, it's hard to believe we all are in a profession where the First Amendment is essential, and yet much many of the people in our profession are quiet about it now. They're allowing this censorship to go on without even objecting. It's really remarkable. I want to turn to another issue that I think is on a lot of voters' minds. Uh, a couple of years ago, over Christmas, in this it's very town, there was a heinous crime where a man ran through uh, the city during a Christmas parade. He killed a lot of people. That's right. um, he had been let out of uh, jail just a few days earlier after having another heinous charge against him. The failure of local prosecutors, Soros-backed prosecutors, to actually enforce crime or to enforce the law when crimes are committed, it seems like it's really getting to a boiling point. Americans are fed up with mm-hmm. it. How big an issue is that going to be? And will the candidates tonight be addressing that, you think? 
I hope they are. I know President Trump has a plan for that, and yep. it involves uh, about 100 investigators, basically, to make sure that we are seeing law and order. Without law and order, we're just going to spiral into a third world country. Mm-hmm. And um, that was such a despicable act of violence. It was so sad. It was, uh, you know, children were hurt and killed. Yeah. And uh, to, to not see the prosecutors get serious about going after someone like that. And this is happening all over the country, not just yeah. here. Yeah. There are dangerous people being given a slap on the wrist or having charges dropped. Meanwhile, we're seeing what's happening to President yeah. Trump. Right. And so we're in an upside down world and we need someone to get in there and help turn this thing around. Yeah. Um, the other side of law and order with respect to the border. We interviewed you many times leading up to the gubernatorial election in Arizona, and many of us prognosticated about what a disaster it would become, even more of a disaster if Katie Hobbs was elected governor. Uh, has that transpired? Oh, we're, we are, we're living in a complete um, disaster. Our, our, the cartels are in control of Arizona. Yeah. The border is non-existent. It's wide open. We even saw armed cartel members going back and forth across our border. That is such an insult to our country and to our sovereignty. And that's, I, I really believe that's one of the main reasons that they said we, we will have to rig this election. We have to sabotage this election because we can't get her in there. She's actually going to shut down this activity at the border. Yeah. And what's happening in Texas now is Governor Abbott is getting a bit more serious about securing that border yeah. and, and helping to kind of keep the flow down. But guess what happens? They all find another yeah. state. And Arizona, Katie Hobbs has rolled out the red carpet and said, come on over. And, and it's a really dangerous situation. We've got thousands of people coming across. They're just pouring across our border. Where are these people being put up? We know the federal government is putting them up. We, I just heard in um, New York. New York prison. They're, they're putting up illegal men, fighting age men, with no background checks, right. in a facility right across the street from a school where kindergartners play on the playground. We don't know who these people are. This is in a residential neighborhood. We are absolutely bringing people in who are dangerous to our country, and America can't take much more of it. We need to get serious about our borders. The governors of each state can do that work. We don't need to wait for Joe Biden to take action. Uh, I want to turn to foreign policy, because obviously when President Trump was in office, there was a stability in the world that we hadn't seen in a while. Wars rolled up. We got them sort of wrapped up. Russia behaved itself. It wasn't invading Ukraine at the time. You look at the moment today, there are multiple nations moving towards trying to create an alternate currency to the United States currency. You have a war in uh, Ukraine. Um, Russia seems to be making some advances now, so Biden is losing on this end of it. Our military looks in disarray. Uh, What are some of the things that you think America Americans want to hear on foreign policy over the next few months? That's a great question. I think we really need to point out why we're in this situation. And we're in this situation because we know now, with proof that Joe Biden has been taking bribes from our adversaries. And now he's just sitting back and letting us spiral into a place of of such total weakness. I've never seen America in a more weak state than we are right now. And because he's owned by the CCP, he's got payouts that he's um, taken from Ukraine. And we're also finding out that his son took money from Russia. I mean, all the things they've tried to accuse Trump of, they've actually done. And so we're never going to get out of this with a man like Joe Biden in the White House, because when you're taking money like that, there's an expectation to do something. Either there's not giving him money, handing it out like candy. They want something in return, and they want policy that is anti-American and helps the CCP, helps Ukraine, helps Russia, helps everybody but America. It's called America last policy. 
And I think uh, what they want to hear, actually, I don't think Americans really want to hear much from these people on the stage. I'll be quite honest. (laughs) I think they're going to be watching Tucker and Trump tonight. And I hear it is an incredible interview. And Tucker's not an easy interview. No, he's not. He, he, you know, he, he may be one he of the most yeah. famous um, conservative journalists we have out there. Yeah. But I have seen him give people a hard time and press yeah. people. I think he's going to press President Trump. President Trump's not afraid of no, tough questions. Those, yeah. You've yeah. interviewed him before. He likes that. Yeah, he, does. he likes yeah. that. He does. But what we're going to get is some substance on exactly what he wants to do. And I hope that he's able to start ticking through his Agenda 47. Kara, I want to ask about uh, the state of impeachment. There's a lot of discussion. Kevin McCarthy last night said, I think we're going to do it when we come back. Is America ready for another impeachment? Do Republicans have enough on the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden thing to make the case? What do you think? I think they have a mountain of evidence. And um, we know that the impeachments of President Trump were bogus and really meant to deflect what was really going on, especially the the phone call in Ukraine. I mean, this is it's truly opposite day with these people. Mm -hmm. So we have the evidence. I did hear one theory and I've been very pro. Let's impeach Biden. Right. But there's also that. Somebody said to me, maybe make the Democrats, they realize they've got a nightmare on their hands. I, I believe the Democrats realize that Joe Biden, there's something wrong here. Oh, yeah. And they know Privately more they and more and more evidence is coming out. Just your recent report, John, is damning yeah. out, of, out of what was happening in Ukraine and, and trying to uh, force them to get rid of the prosecutor or withhold aid to the country. Yeah. It's outrageous. So they have the evidence. But. There's a there's a a section of people who are saying maybe we make the Democrats sit in this and make them do something because it's going to get so embarrassing after a while that the Democrats, I think, are going to say we have to get Joe Biden out and and make them react to it. So I don't know. I mean, I could go either way on that. I I think. Yeah. The Democratic murmur is really noticeable. And now the mainstream media for the first time. You yeah. saw Jake Tapper last week. I mean, these are things that they would never have uttered two, three years ago. So there's a sense that there's chum in the water right now. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I tell you what, David Brady was talking earlier. David Brody was talking earlier about what he takes for his upset stomach. He should pass that information along to Jake Tapper. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it hurt him really hard oh, to criticize Brody. Joe Biden. Um, I want to move on to something else that I think is very much a a priority and a winning issue for Republicans, and that is parental rights. Even in California, you see quote unquote liberals looking at the issues of transitioning children, pushing gender identities on kids, and they're, they're, they seem to be quite uneasy with it. With respect to parental rights, how big of a conversation should that be for President Trump and those candidates tonight? I think it's a huge issue. I mean, there's so many big issues that we're facing. It's hard to prioritize them because they're all priorities. Yeah. They're truly all priorities. And you know, we send our precious babies off to school. We raise them up. They turn five. We send them into that classroom. And, and we have such great expectations. Yeah. And to find out what they're being taught and some of the... Um, just the, I call it psychological abuse. Mm-hmm. When, when you're pushing an agenda, this transgenderism on our children, that's just psychological abuse. Mm-hmm. That's not why we send our kids to school. And you know, if you feel the need to talk to an elementary school um, student about your sex life or things like that, you really shouldn't be anywhere near a school. And again, mm-hmm. I, I go back mm-hmm. to Agenda 47 with President Trump. He has a oh, great yeah. plan to put 
our schools and our education first and actually give our kids a world-class education mm-hmm. based on truth, based on reading, writing, arithmetic, that's what we want our kids to get. Mm-hmm. You know, my plan for education involved bringing back trade skill training. Yeah. It is starting to come back in some schools, but we need to bring it back in a huge way because if you talk to any industry, you talk to the folks who own this business or any other business, they're struggling to find qualified workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we should be bringing back uh, career training, trade skill training, right there in high school, 10th grade. Don't make kids all take that college track. Right. Not every kid needs right. a college degree. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, a lot of them are worthless, the college degrees. And so let's make sure that we're getting our kids ready. And I know President Trump wants to do that with his education plan. And he wants parents to be able to vote to fire principals. The, who's leading the school yeah. is a pretty important person. Absolutely. And if they're leading them where they're putting these books in libraries that are sexually explicit, where five and six and seven and eight-year-olds can get their hands on them, they would be voted out if the parents had a yeah. choice. Yeah. The, uh, we're in the manufacturing capital of the United States, Wisconsin, the single largest manufacturing economy in the, in the United States. Um, there is a, You talked about the trades. Another thing I think a lot of people here are concerned about, and that is the supply chain, how much China mm-hmm. and other em- enemies dominate the supply chain. You've talked about this a lot in the campaign. President Trump has a very detailed plan. How important is it to get that going now? Because China is moving ahead of us on so many of the supply chain fronts. Well, and especially as we're hearing about another strain of COVID possibly yeah. coming out, and we right. saw what happened. That's when we realized how fragile the supply chain yeah. was. Absolutely. And President Trump was the first to say, we need to start reshoring companies back and he got tough on him with with the tariffs on china he said we're gonna we're gonna increase these tariffs we we mean business here and that's why the people in the rust belt and these hard-working middle-class blue-collar i call them red white and blue-collar because they really are the the backbone of our um, of everything that that makes Mm -hmm. america great that's why they love president trump he took on China. And we, if we don't start reshoring some of these manufacturing companies, um, we, are going to, we are going to fail as a nation. Economically, it'll be impossible to get ahead. And, you know, where President Trump was smart in his um, policy was saying, we're not going to punish you when you come back. Right now, a lot of them may want to come back, but the tax burden of coming back right. and reshoring. And he realized, what is keeping these companies from, from coming back? Let's remove that barrier get them back here, hire American workers, and start rebuilding America. It is a disincentive. That's what it is. It's on the books now. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Just quickly before we go, we got about 60 seconds left. Uh, We're hearing about new mask mandates in Hollywood on production sets. Obviously, mainstream media is talking about how there's a new COVID variant. It's going to surge in the fall. If President Trump wasn't running for another term, would COVID be back? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they're doing everything they can. They're throwing everything at the wall. They're trying to see what will stick. They are so deathly afraid of facing him in an election. I don't think they can cheat enough to beat him. That's why they got to keep him off the ballot, and that's what they're attempting to do. And they're going to attempt to do everything they can to stop him, and that is why we need to support President Trump. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. 
You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000 or visit tnusa.com slash just news. That's tnusa.com slash just news. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Welcome back, America. Here we are in Waukesha, Wisconsin at Daddy-O's Diner. What an extraordinary week, but no trip to Wisconsin would be complete if we didn't get a chance to talk to our good friend, Congressman Brian Seil, the chairman of the House Administration Committee. Congressman, good to have you back. Thanks for having me in. Yes, thanks for letting us come to Wisconsin. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, This is a big time for Wisconsin. You've got the debate tonight. You've got the convention 11 months from now. Uh, People are going to get to see Wisconsin up close and personal, one of the largest manufacturing states. As I've walked around uh, this entire week, I keep hearing one thing, the economy, the economy. No, the economy again, it's really on people's minds here, isn't it? Absolutely. All the more so because families are spending over $700 a month more today than they were two and a half years ago when President Biden came into office for the same stuff. Wages haven't kept up with inflation people are falling further behind people are frustrated we want to get back to how it was before the pandemic when yep. wages were rising and inflation was under control yeah yeah and, and you know that 700 dollars is so important because a rising tide lifts all ships and the same thing happens when the tide drops and young americans are feeling that too everyone is feeling that across the board and i know you have an event later with yet with yaf um, and so you are really tuned into young voters when it comes to the debate tonight what are some of the most important things that the young voters want to hear i think the young voters want to hear a path forward i think they want to hear about how we're going to actually get wages increasing above inflation inflation hits everybody but it really clobbers lower income workers it clobbers young people it clobbers seniors on fixed incomes and when we're thinking about young folks 
buying that first home with interest rates as they are, with costs going up, it's becoming out of reach for so many young voters. Making sure that young voters have an opportunity that their parents did, that their grandparents did. And to do that, we need to get a Republican into office and return to core conservative principles. Yeah, yeah. It, the, tonight the Americans are gonna see, maybe for the first time for some of them, eight extraordinary people, eight very diverse backgrounds, uh, uh, very similar maybe in policy. There's a lot of uh, commonality about where conservatives go with policy. What's the most important thing for each of those candidates to achieve tonight? I think they got to lay out the positive agenda of what we need to do and contrast that very clearly with where President Biden has taken us over the past two and a half years. That's everything from securing the U.S.-Mexico border, which Biden has failed to do, how we're going to do that, about how we're going to unleash American energy in contrast to how President Biden had a war on energy. Yeah. We need to go down the line of policies that we will that will take our country forward and contrast that sharply with the policies that President Biden has put forward, which has moved us backwards. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I want to talk to you. I think the last time we had you on, we talked about the ACE Act, yeah. Americans' confidence in elections. And you announced it in Atlanta, Georgia, because Georgia is one of these hotbeds as far as election integrity. And obviously they worked hard to try to shore up to make it easier to vote, but harder to cheat. But now I think it's almost a double entendre in Atlanta because now we're looking at something that could, a lot of people view it as election interference with President Trump's indictment down there. But I think it's important to highlight some of the best parts of, of the ACE Act. This is why the ACE Act is so absolutely essential. And we did, we rolled it out in Georgia to point out the, the hypocrisy of the left, the lies of the left that they made about other voter integrity bills. Our election integrity bill, House Republicans that we've put forward, has three key principles. Number one, it provides states the tools that they need to be able to maintain and improve voter integrity in their mm -hmm. states. Let me give you an example. Individual maybe from Wisconsin, resident voter in Wisconsin, goes to a state like Florida, might pass away. Florida doesn't have a federal obligation to inform Wisconsin that a resident has died. They do have an obligation to inform the Social Security Administration. So the Social Security Administration has the ultimate voter or ultimate American death database. Yeah. Yeah. We give states the opportunity to tap into that so they, they can maintain clean voter rolls. When's a good time to remove someone from the voter rolls? when they die. Right. Yeah, and so these course. are common sense reforms. We also clean up Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. is one of the worst states or, or, or cities uh, as it relates to voter integrity. Mm -hmm. They don't have photo ID. They nope. don't do a good job cleaning up their voter rolls. And they allow non-citizens to vote. What that means, just to clarify that for, for everyone, in Washington, D.C., under current law next year, a Russian national working at the Russian embassy living in Washington, D.C. for only 30 days could leave work at the embassy, walk to a polling location and vote for mayor in our nation's capital next year. My bill ends that and says American elections should be for American citizens. Yeah. And the third pillar of what the ACE Act does is it protects Americans' First Amendment rights and prevents foreign interference. Give you an example on that. We've identified a loophole that liberal foreign billionaires are using to pour money into U.S. elections. They do that by taking money, putting in a 501c4 tax-exempt mm -hmm. entity, slush that money around, move it from there to a super PAC, and have the super PAC run political ads about U.S. elections. We're saying we want to end foreign interference. We're going to close this loophole. These things are necessary. They're important. And I think the American people support them. And I'm hopeful that we're going to have this bill on the House floor for a vote yet this year. 
You use the word common sense, and I think when you go out into the real world, they've seen so much silliness over the last five or ten years. They just want common sense solution. Almost everything that you mentioned today in the bill today has 70, 80 percent approval when you poll it. Uh, how do uh, Republicans get Democrats to engage on this? Because the Democrats are on the really short side of all this polling. How do you get those votes to come across and make this a uh, reality? Well, this is why shows like yours is so important, because the mainstream legacy media yeah, refuses to talk about these issues and it's all the more reason that I'm out there talking to folks about it because when you talk to regular folks that and tell them do you think you should show a photo ID in order to vote they all say yes because the same people are showing a photo ID to get on an airplane that's right to buy a six-pack of beer to open a bank account right and so these are common-sense reforms that we need to talk about more and if we do that voters are going to go to their Democratic yep. uh, members of Congress or Democratic senators and say, you got to get on board and get this fixed. Yeah, that's, that's so right. important. We have learned so much about Hunter Biden, the relationship between he and foreign businesses and and also the connection to his father. A lot of that thanks to John's reporting, but also members of Congress who have shed light sure. on a lot of this information. And as a result, Speaker McCarthy has left little breadcrumbs leading up to a possible impeachment inquiry in what, three weeks, when Congress is back in session, how will Republicans proceed? This is where Jim Jordan and James Comer have done a great job. Yeah, I think sometimes we forget as a country because we want to get to the answer immediately. Right. What a great job they have done bringing this to light in a relatively short amount of time. Yeah. And we forget if we were five members short in the House of Representatives and Nancy Pelosi was still holding the gavel, none of this would have come to light. We've been in the dark. The the, the key here is that we keep working with Jim Jordan, James Comer, to make sure that we're uncovering this, that we're exposing this, and that we're sharing this with the American people. Mm -hmm. The impeachment inquiry is needed if we can't get cooperation from the president. And so ultimately, this is in large part going to be a question for Jim Jordan and James Comer. Are we getting the information? Where are the facts? And can we prove this Mm -hmm. for all to see about what is going on with the Biden with the Biden family? Yeah, that's so important. Uh, When you get back, a lot of work to be done on appropriations bills, beginning to create an imprint of how we're going to shrink government. It seems uh, when people go to buy a house, those young people that are maybe going to be mortgaged out of a house, they won't be able to get get one, teaching them that all this spending that's happened over the last few years is what's made their American dream impossible. Uh, how important is it? And do you think you'll get some shrinkage in the size of government by the time the bills are done? I, I'm optimistic that we're going to get there. And doing that is absolutely essential. Yeah. One item is how much you spend. We set those top line numbers when we did the debt ceiling debate. Largest cuts in American history, saving taxpayers trillions of dollars. That's positive. Yep. Step two is what do you spend it on? Mm-hmm. The Biden administration continues to prioritize all sorts of Green New Deal ideas, mm-hmm. far liberal proposals. What we need to do is go back to core conservative concept, concepts, spend on things like border security, yep. finishing the wall, hiring men and women aboard patrol, protecting Americans from things that are coming across, in particular like fentanyl, which is the leading cause of death for individuals 18 to 45. And so the battle that we have in front of us is to actually identify what our priorities are, spend within the limits that we set in the debt ceiling debate, and then get in those bills good core conservative principles. So not only are we limiting what we're spending on, but of the money we're spending, we're spending it in a thoughtful, substantive way to move our country forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That's what people are really looking for. Mr. Chairman, it's always an honor. If people want to find out quickly what's in the ASAC or if they want to get involved in supporting, what's the best way? Go to, go to my website. We got a link to the, to the bill, style.house.gov, S-T-E-I-L.house.gov. Go there, go to the bill, and make sure your member of Congress is on board. We've got 120 co-sponsors so far. We're 50% of the way there of our House colleagues. We need to get everybody on board because this issue is so absolutely essential. Talking to your legislature really does make a big difference. Mr. Chairman, great honor to have you folks. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge a signature on a home sale form. Then he or she refiles as the new owner and bam, your home is not in your name and all of a sudden debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Always excited when Wednesday rolls around because it's AMAC Wednesday. Our good friends at the Association for Mature American Citizens join us every week on Wednesday. And we have a serious policy discussion about the state of America, about the solutions, and about some of the problems that are uh, nagging all of us. And uh, today we've got a really good one. My good friend, he's one of the great investigative uh, minds in all of Washington the last 50 years, great congressional investigator, great assistant secretary of state, uh, and today the national spokesman for AMAC, my good friend, Bobby Charles. Bobby, great to have you back on the show. Thank you, John. I always feel engaged when I talk with you, so I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. It's a great conversation. We always walk away wiser, which we love. That's what we want to do. 
So I want to start off. We Tomorrow will be the fourth uh, arrest and arraignment of President Trump in about five months, uh, actually four months. Uh, and uh, I think Americans are getting a little tired of the repeat play on this, but there are some very serious legal issues here at stake in these questions. There are novel interpretations of law. There are questions of jurisdiction, questions of statute of limitations, particularly in New York. Um, What do you think the chances are that these are ultimately going to end up somewhere in the Supreme Court? Well, I think the chances are high, John. Um, And it's interesting you use the word novel. Um, You know, prosecutors tend as a general matter to try to push the envelope make a reputation for themselves and sometimes reach beyond what seems logical. But sometimes they reach so far into the netherworld. And and, uh, this uh, Jack Smith, who's brought the federal indictment, uh, has done this before, that they get slapped down by the Supreme Court or by an intermediate court. Um, But what you have going on right now, I think, which is really revolting in some ways, is it, it is is something that amounts to just straight. I mean, it, no matter what else you feel about these, there's no question that objectively they're interfering with a presidential election. So that that is president. That is election interference. One oh one. Um, one of the things that comes to my mind is that both the New York indictments and the Georgia indictment create novel ideas about how you interpret standardly interpreted laws. So RICO violations don't usually fall. They are not defined the way that this Georgia prosecutors decide, decided she's going to define them. And then you have these these very strange two federal indictments, one of which essentially throws Fourth Amendment rights into the garbage pail, um, which yep. the exclusionary rule may may knock out all of that evidence. And, and what what is you know, a Fourth Amendment right is you're safe in your in your person, in your papers, in your home. You have to have a specific warrant to go in. And that warrant clearly was not specific. They they went in looking for everything, yeah. including the First Lady's undergarments. And you're That's supposed right. to specifically say the documents you're looking for, where they're located, what the crime is they relate to. They didn't do that. They executed a general warrant, which is a patent. It's a, it's a straightforward violation of the, of the Fourth Amendment. It goes all the way back to common law. So that is likely pieces of that to get thrown out. And then the other indictment. The notion that you can somehow force uh, you, you can prove you basically have to prove two things. One, that the that President Trump at the time he was president um, on January 6th did not believe the things he was saying about being you know, right. a fraud or frauding of the country requires the failure of belief in the reality that you're trying to advocate. And, and surely, objectively, a lot of Americans thought there were irregularities in the 2020 election. And some people realistically thought at that time in particular, they could have affected the six states in question. So I think that's hard to prove. But then in the final analysis to make it, to say that, that what violence occurred in the Capitol, that he was the proximate cause of that because he gave a speech and one incidentally where he urged people not to be violent and actually a couple of hundred thousand weren't and a couple of hundred were, uh, that actually essentially criminalizes political speech, which raises a constitutional question to the Supreme Court level, I think, of First Amendment. Uh, it's a, it could well be a case of first impression, but it's a, it's a First Amendment free speech issue. And that, by the way, goes all the way back, if you look at 2020, and you say, gosh, you know, you've got Pelosi and, and Schumer and others, you know, standing in the Supreme Court steps saying you're going to pay and blah, blah, blah. And then you get all these riots and crimes in 200 cities. Well, are they the proximate cause because of their speeches? 
of those crimes? I would say no. And I would also say that Trump is not. And so the bottom line is there is the possibility of an interlocutory appeal to the Supreme Court. Uh, This is a brand new set of facts. Never happened in the republic's history. And I think it's certainly possible as they remove some of the state cases to federal court and whatnot, that they could either climb the, the appeals ladder quickly or they appeal directly to the Supreme Court. And they say, look, these cases, number one, interfere with the presidential election. So they should at least be stayed until after the election. And then when lose or draw, they can go forward. Or they say, look, these are cases that are clearly not harmless error. They they are constitutional violations that affect everybody in America. They are misconceptions of the law and particularly the federal ones, but but even the Georgia one. And, and as a result, they basically they violate on their face. They violate the First Amendment or the Fourth Amendment uh, and need to be dismissed. So whether that's the entire case or some charges, I think this begins to wither on the vine. And it's just disappointing to see because we all want to trust our government. We want to believe that prosecutors do the right thing, not the political thing. And we'd like to believe that even the politicians want to have some degree of integrity. And, and this really flies in the face of all that. So it, it's very disappointing, John. And yes, it could end up at the Supreme Court, probably will. Yeah, that's going to be an amazing moment in our history. Uh, big debate tonight. Uh, very diverse field. Republicans have uh, age and diversity and cultural diversity, experience diversity, CEOs, governors. Um, what do you think Americans will take away from the eight that aren't Donald Trump uh, as they get their moment to uh, to make a case on stage? You know, let me start, John, by saying I am a true blue and I think a lot of AMAC members, the millions of AMAC members out there, tens of thousands in every state. I think they're kind of true blues in that they love the the history and the legacy of good presidents like Ronald Reagan. And what I would like to see, and I hope most will see, and, and what we kind of hope for, is a debate on the merits by some very thoughtful people who are passionate about what they believe is good and right for America. And they can disagree with each other about their own records, and they can disagree about what they think is right for America. But if you'll just put America first, to borrow a phrase, and you'll just believe that doing the right thing is the prime directive, and you will argue that with facts and figures and thoughtfulness on stage, and 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 you know people get to measure. It's like on a it's like a jury. You measure what somebody's saying, and then you measure the credibility that you attach to what they're saying. So obviously they you know will will assess whether they really believe what the things are that they're saying. But I think that the good news is in an era in which we've had just endless recrimination and uh, a lot of media intercession and a lot of messy, really disappointing uh, political activity. This is like a bona fides, real live debate. And I think people may actually feel better after this is done. Yeah, I think it'll be substantive. And and, um, and I think there'll be a lot of contrast, no matter which candidate you like, whether it's Donald Trump, who's not there or any of the others. The contrast between their policies and Donald Trump is so profoundly clear now. And I think people experiencing two and a half years of the Biden economy now know the difference and they feel it in their pocketbook and at the dinner table at the water cooler. And so it'll be interesting to see how that case is made uh, tonight. Uh, as you look out over. Yes, please. Well, I was just going to say, you know, you know, this is kind of like what we used to call up in Maine, shooting fish in a barrel. I mean, the economy, <laughs> you know, the I mean, if if all of them just join ranks and express on the merits what's wrong with the Democrat approach to the world and Joe Biden's approach to the world, I, I think it, it, it I mean, you've got an economy that's in the tank with high inflation, high interest rates as a result. 
flowing growth. You've got uh, a border that's wide open with the impact of, of record drug drug overdoses, drug trafficking all over the United States, illegal aliens creating homeless cities within cities, crime rate up in a, in a whole bunch of areas. You've got lack of support for law enforcement, which means lack of support for rule of law. You've got the politicization of the Justice Department. You've got international actors taking advantage of us because they think we're weak and senile. And at the end of the day, that is not a good look for America. And I, I think all they have to really do is speak facts. And the facts, you know, as they used to say in the law, racist soloquitur, the facts will speak for themselves. Yeah, isn't that true? And that's what Americans want. They're tired of spin. They're tired of lies. They're tired of false promises like student de- that, uh, loan debt relief that wasn't ever going to happen. And I think they just want to get facts and evidence to make up their mind. And on that on that note, we've been able to put a couple few new facts out there in the Joe Biden family um, scandal. And uh, for the longest time, Joe Biden has gotten away saying that, yeah, I did fire that prosecutor in Ukraine. Yeah, he was in, uh, investigating my son's com- co- uh, company, but the two weren't related. It, I was just carrying out a U.S. policy of other career officials. Well, we went to the State Department, fought, got the documents. And what we found is that the State Department's recommendation, along with the Treasury Department and the Justice Department, was the opposite. That rather than tell Joe Biden to withhold the billion dollars and fire uh, Victor Shokin, the uh, attorney general of Ukraine, they told him, hey, Victor Shokin's actually doing a pretty good job and uh, you should give the billion dollars. He made the change. He and his office, his advisors made the change, cut out the U.S. ambassador in embassy, uh, in Kiev, who was uh, surprised to learn of the documents. In fact, first time he saw the documents was years later. Uh, and uh, you then track that with what Hunter Biden was looking to have happen. He was talking to his dad's close advisor, Amos Hochstein. He was um, uh, hiring a crisis communications firm trying to stifle or suffocate or end Victor Shokin's investigation of Brees Holdings. A completely different narrative than we got during the impeachment trial, completely different narrative than we got all through the election. And quite frankly, through the first two years of the Biden presidency. The idea that the story used to impeach President Trump is now demonstrably false by the government's own documents. What impact do you think that will have? Well, I mean, if you speak about this in sort of broad terms, it's criminal. I mean, the fact that 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 you pursued they pursued an impeachment knowing that it was false uh, really ought to open the door to criminality uh, way back then. But the fact that this scandal just keeps getting bigger and bigger, you know, I'll, I'll borrow from Ronald Reagan again, who used to say facts are stubborn things. And yeah. you're seeing in these documents, John, and I won't lay out any more than you've already laid out. But in these documents, it makes very clear what. Uh, was happening. And, and that, I mean, and, and beyond which you have to remember that there are collateral facts that keep moving in this direction. Not only is all this money pouring into Biden accounts by the millions of dollars, and but you also have him asking expl- expressly within the national security uh, structure to be put in charge of Ukraine and to be put in charge of places where his son has business. I mean, it, it, it just keeps adding up further and further. It's just a pile and it's a pile of uh, it's a hot mess. And, it, and he's basically in it, he's he's in deeper than he can possibly be. And I think the reason Newt Gingrich was right maybe a week ago, because he said, you know, if you look at this from 20,000 feet, you see that Obama and Hillary Clinton basically proved to Biden, whose you know intellect was not particularly high, even at its height, that you could get away with things and you could make a lot of money getting away with things and abusing or selling your office. And so at the end of the day, you know, th- th- that that sort of pairing 
that you can get away with a lot of things by asserting them and denying them and making false statements. And at the same time, you can make a lot of money, which is what Hillary did at the State Department, uh, by essentially selling your office and you can get away with it, and just hammer your server and walk off into the sunset. Well, you know, Joe Biden, who, who uh, you know, I think it was Robert Gates said he's made he hasn't made a, a right minded foreign policy decision in his entire career. And by the way, that was Obama's secretary of defense and uh, CIA prior, you know, end, end game here. Biden is in deep, deep, deep trouble. And I think when you have a fair, a real Justice Department, even a, a real and honest Democrat Justice Department w- would look at this and would say this is just utterly wrong. And instead, what you have yeah is you have Chris Ray at the FBI, you have Merrick Garland, you have a, a number of side actors because they know they are also in peril and they know that all their best friends, you know, down through, you know, the, the second tier of the FBI and the second tier of DOJ and all of these prosecutors who've been covering their backsides because they know they're all in deep trouble. There is the vortex being created, you know, the down the toilet bowl kind of vortex of a cover up. And this is how cover ups work. Sometimes the cover up ends up being the thing that is the most destructive in terms of putting people in prison because they they thought they could get away with joining others you know, in in covering up something that's uh, that's not just ostensibly, but now really incontrovertibly criminal. Yeah. And so I, I look at this as a former U.S. Court of Appeals clerk and as a litigator in New York. And I say, you know, John, there's no way you can look away from this. You know, this isn't just smoke anymore. This is fire. And you have to go. You have to dig deep. And I think the American people see this thanks to your reporting and others. They understand that this is a real bona fides crisis, arguably the most serious political and constitutional crisis we have had in 100 years or 150 or maybe in the republic's history. Yeah, we are. And I, I think Americans are just beginning to wake up to understand the gravity of it all. Uh, I want to start where we are finished, where we started, and that is in the prosecutions that are going on. We are seeing an 80 year old woman in Michigan, a former 9-11 uh, chaplain uh, from New York who served the New York Fire Department during the dark days of 9-11. Uh, they're all uh, turning themselves in, being arrested, uh, being set with very large bond for what are essentially political speech crimes. Um, why the large uh, bail, particularly in contrast when violent felon, felons in San Francisco or, or Chicago get out every day, often without it or with minimal bail? Well, John, you're asking a question that you don't have to be a law student or a lawyer. Uh, to have it, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, to have it bother you. Uh, under what circumstances do you ask hundreds of thousands of dollars of bail for some of the most seasoned attorneys and citizens well-known to the United States people like, uh, well, I'll just you look at the 19 defendants, many of them in this Georgia case, and, and pushing them to produce hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to be out on their own recognizance or, or under under scrutiny. And, and at the mean in the meantime, across Democrat cities from California to New York to New England, you have felons who have committed, you know, violent acts being let go without bail and in Chicago. And it, it, it just doesn't make any sense at all. And then, of course, you're punishing people that what seemed for seemed, as you said earlier, for what seems to be political speech. When you I'll come back to basics. If you criminalize political speech in this country, making it impossible for someone to be 
a critic of government in any form, at any time, in any way, a subject to a criminal penalty, never mind high bail and loss of their freedom, you have killed the First Amendment. And that is not what America is made on. It's not what got us here. And God knows the American people need to speak up or they'll lose the right to speak. Yeah, you're so right, Bobby. You've said it so well. I mean, these are we've now criminalized political disputes. We've criminalized free speech disputes. We've criminalized decisions about personal health, whether to wear a mask or not. Uh, It is remarkable to to see the evolution of the last three years of um, American uh, enforcement. And rather than being a people uh, of the uh, or a a country governed by the people, it looks like the the, uh, country has governed the people now. It has been flipped around. The power of the people is now on the backside of this uh, equation. And it's it's really something to see a consequential time. One of the great things is uh, you don't have to sit idle and uh, do nothing about it. You can do what I did, folks, and join AMAC, the Association for Amer- Amer- Mature American Citizens, amac.us, A-M-A-C.us. Join, take the five-year membership. It's the best deal. I did it. It pays for itself in a few weeks with the discounts you get on hotels and car rentals and other great products and services. You're going to get daily news intelligence, daily commentary, great analysis from people like Bobby Charles, a monthly magazine, and the ability to civically engage with people of a like-minded love for America, love for the freedom that we've traditionally had in this country, and even a chance to get involved in doing some really good civic duty things through AMAC action, things like being a uh, vote observer or uh, contacting your legislators or your members of Congress to get good ideas to our policymakers from the state house to the nation's capital. So go do that today. There's a special uh, website. You go to amac.us slash just news, amac.us slash just news. You'll be surrounded by brilliant minds like Bobby's. Uh, You'll get great news, great analysis, great discounts, great products, particularly if you're in the Medicare market and other things, and uh, great fellowship with Americans who remember the America we've always had and not the one that Joe Biden and others are trying to turn it into these last few years. So go do that today, amac.us slash Just News. Go match me, and I will be excited to uh, have you join the AMAC family right alongside me. Bobby, it's an incredible honor, as always, to have you on. Uh, We get such wisdom. We get such perspective, and I think one of the things that's missing in the media today is, is perspective, understanding the big picture of what our, our daily our actions are coming. And you do that with such grandeur and excellence. And I want to thank you for, for joining us. We'll get you back next week, I think. Thank you. Yes, I'll, I'll best definitely join you. And I'll just say, John, you know, I was looking at it the other day, you know, when I was actually sitting and eating a burger, burger and drinking a beer with a friend on uh, on my deck. And I, I said to this person, you know, it's just amazing what AMAC achieves for basically a dollar oh, and a quarter month. And you get so many economic benefits back. I mean, you get so much involvement benefit back. I personally, you know, literally I go to sleep feeling a little better about America just because I'm a member. And I think, you know, you used to be able to say that about some other organizations out there. But now this organization is sort of leading the conservative charge and it's empowering. They just turned around some bad legislation in North Carolina. They've done that. They probably turned 
turned around uh, 15 or 18 bills in state legislatures in the last um, six months. And they, this is an organization that, boy, oh, boy, John, you know, you put your money where your mouth is, and sometimes you feel really good that you did. And I, I would just encourage everybody for literally, it's it's like about a dollar and a quarter a month to, to be a member, and you get this unbelievable magazine. We I produce the documents, analytical uh, articles every single day, and so does a raft of other people. So anyway, I'm just grateful to be a part of it. And I encourage people, if you want to feel better, just join. Yeah, absolutely. It's the best investment you're going to make. And I, I'll say there, there was a, a person I met on, um, I guess it was maybe last Thursday before I left Washington. They were on vacation in D.C. I ran out to get a coffee and they stopped me and they go, hey, Mac, Wednesday. And I smiled. I thought, oh, wow, they know the, they know the routine now. <laughs> and they said to me something really profound, uh, Bobby. And I, I, it's such a great, it really summarizes what you just said. They said, when it's dark like this now and you feel really in despair about the country, it's easy to feel lonely. And when I joined AMAC, I realized there are so many millions of Americans that think like me and that we can turn this country. And just joining alone gave them that sort of fellowship, that sort of strength. And they weren't alone when they were getting despaired about the future of our country. And I think uh, that is a prize in and of itself. Absolutely right. Yeah. And they, they use every dollar to do good things. And I, I've watched it grow yeah. and grow and grow. And, and uh, like anything, and I was a Boy Scout as a kid, and I thought that that really was a great organization and did great things for America. This AMAC is essentially pursuing the kind of values uh, and, the, and you know, the Reagan legacy, I guess I'd call it, which I think is really vital to the future. Oh, it absolutely is. And uh, you are vital to our future, too. We are so lucky on this show to have you on (laughs) regularly and and to get the wisdom and the perspective that you you deliver every time. So, Bobby, have a great weekend. We will connect next week with you. And I'm sure we have a lot more to talk about, a lot more history going to unfold over the next few days. Sounds great. It's hard to believe, but that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. I'm really grateful that each of you could join today. Now, one reminder, a lot of people say, hey, John, do you have an app at the Just the News? And the answer is we sure do. And not only do we have an app, it's in the Apple Store. It's also in the Android Store. It allows you to take the Just the News experience and go in three different ways. You can watch our videos and television shows. You can listen to this podcast and many others like it, like Victor Davis Hanson, or you can read the stories that we do a day, 50, 60, 70 stories a day of the breaking news, investigative reporting, accountability reporting. Go to the iOS app store or the Android store today. Download the Just the News app. Read, watch, listen. Three great ways to experience the Just the News content and to join the Just the News family. And if you really want to get involved with the family and say, hey, I want to support your investigative reporting, John Solomon. I want to support the great reporters and the producers and the bookers and everybody that works to make the Just the News experience possible. You can do something really inexpensive that makes a big difference. All you got to do is join the Just the News VIP club. That's right. What do you get for the VIP club? First off, ad-free experience on the website and on your newsletters. No ads, no dancing videos, no autoplay videos. An ad-free experience on Just the News 24-7, plus once a month you get to hang out with me at justthenews.com. We have a town hall. I sit and answer your questions for an hour. We talk about issues you care about. We cover topics that the other media aren't covering. It's an incredible experience to join the family the immediate family of the Just the News team. Great opportunity. Sometimes we bring in our reporters. It's always a delightful time. If you want to get involved in that, go to justthenews.com slash subscribe.
justthenews.com slash subscribe. Quick way to get into the club. It's $4.99 a month, $44.99 a year. Great way to support our journalism, make a difference, and get an enormous benefit yourself. So go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great night. God bless this great country of the United States. Be sure to go to justthenews.com if you need that news fix. We got you covered 24-7. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, Friends, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 98 98 right now.